Just so you know, guys, there's not always such a thing as loyalty in baseball. David Ross was the manager of the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs had a great season. They almost had a good enough team to make it to the playoffs. He woke up this morning as the manager. He went to bed tonight as not the manager, the former manager of the Chicago Cubs. Who is the new manager? What's going on with the Houston Astros manager search? We'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Rose. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. I know it's X, but it just, you get so used to saying Twitter. So you can find me on X at Eric Talks Rose. So yes, Brett uh, has a night off. Um, he's going to cover for me on Wednesday. So I've got a lot to discuss with y'all tonight. Craig Council is no longer out there. So Jim Crane said today, or reportedly, Jim Crane is out there looking for a bigger name manager. Uh, Dana Brown is pushing for Joe Espada, and um, Crane is out there looking for a bigger name. Well, Craig Council was that bigger name. So we know that last week that the Astros were kicking the tires of, um, of Council, but now we know why they did not uh, pick him. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, Jose Altuve. He's been the face of the Houston Astros, good or bad. We all know what I'm talking about. But the Astros need to do what it takes to keep him in Houston for the rest of his career. Dana Brown made that clear last offseason or when he was hired. So now they need to go ahead and follow through on that promise and make Jose Altuve a lifetime Astro. And the Astros made some roster cuts today. Well, actually just one. But they went ahead and activated all the 60-day IL players and um, – went ahead and outrighted a player and that player elected free agency. We'll talk about that and more on this edition of the lockdown Astros podcast. So guys, thank you for making lockdown Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us, go and make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, go and check out the lockdown Astros podcast. Please go ahead and become an everydayer. So my listens to our podcast Every day, become part of the Locked On Astros Nation, and we do appreciate it. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about what everybody wants to talk about. It's what's going on with the Houston Astros and the manager's uh, situation. So we do know that a couple of uh, spots were filled today. We know that Stephen Voigt is now going to be the Guardians manager, and we do know that uh, Carlos Mendoza, after losing out on Craig Council, is going to be now the Mets manager. So they went for somebody with who was a bench uh, coach over there with the Yankees. So basically he's just switching uh, across town. And so they went with somebody with a little bit less experience, but they felt like they their guy was Craig Council. And uh, apparently they were going to go up to $7 million for per season for Craig Council as a manager, 
which would have made him the highest paid manager out there. That's what reports are saying. But uh, they just didn't really feel like they wanted to go all in. But apparently it wasn't about the money for Craig Council. He really wanted to go manage the Cubs. And so now he is now the new manager for the next five years for the Chicago Cubs. And he's going to be making, you ready for this, $8 million per season to manage the cups. This is now a record breaking uh, deal for a manager. Managers don't get to pay that a lot. And I know that um, he said that, or there's rumors out there that he's trying to set a new um, kind of uh, guideline for managers and everything, but he was one of the better candidates out there. And uh, you know that the Brewers weren't going to be able to pay that amount. The Mets were the only team that were going to be able to pay it. But then the Cubs were like, Hey, Greg, you want to come be our manager? Uh, we know we're competing against the Mets here, but uh, we'll go ahead and give you $8 million for five years to come be our manager. And we think that you can get us back to the World Series. And Craig Council already wanted to go there. So, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm in. So that was probably what happened there. But we heard last week that uh, Craig Council um, was of interest to the Astros, and they probably inquired on him. I can just imagine that phone call. Hey, uh, yeah, um, Craig, uh, this is Jim Crane with the Houston Astros. I was just wondering what it would take for you to be the next manager of the Houston Astros. Wait, you want how much per season? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to call you back. Yeah, I don't think Jim Crane is going to be out there paying $8 million per season. But uh, the Brewers offered Craig Councils about $5.5 million per season. And that would have been easily by far the highest per season. I think that the highest before that was $4.5 million per season for a manager. And so what you're seeing here is maybe... Craig Council, yes, sure. He wanted the money for himself, but he's also setting a new standard. And uh, we all know that managers out there are grossly underpaid. Well, compared to us, they're not overpaid. But compared to uh, the, the players that they are managing, they're overpaid. So uh, definitely something that Astros fans need to monitor. Uh, Carlos Mendoza to the Mets, Stephen Voigt to the Guardians, and then you also have Craig Council to the Cubs. As I mentioned at the start of the show, David Ross, who's been managing the Cubs for a while now, basically went to work today and said, all right, yeah, I'm the manager of the Cubs. And then he got called in office. Uh, yeah, David, uh, we're going to have to you, you have you pack up your office and you're going to have to go. So um, that, that typically that's happened actually a couple of times this year where you had a manager in place and another team just like, yeah, we want to go and get a different manager. So um, I think that this is going to be a good move for the Cubs. Uh, they saved a lot of money by Marcus Stroman opting out of his contract. You have uh, Cody Bellinger coming off it, of the books as well. So they had some money. I know there's different, like you don't really associate the players and the manager. I know that. But I think they really wanted to go big. And they feel like with Craig Council as their manager now, they can go out there and track the big name free agents maybe to go play for the Cubs. Because Wrigley Field is a great place to go play baseball. It has a tradition there. It's kind of like going to Fenway Park or going to play Yankee Stadium. It has this tradition. I mean, nothing against Min Maid Park, 
but it doesn't have that long time tradition as some of these old time ballparks. So a lot of people would go play for the Cubs. The Cubs have been winners in the past, so we'll see what happens. But uh, so what does that mean for the Houston Astros? Uh, Bob Nightingale reported that uh, the uh, that the Astros are lo- looking for managers and uh, Brad Osmus and uh, Joe Spada were the two leading candidates. Uh, we know that from uh, past days that Dana Brown is um, hoping that Joe Spada becomes the new manager. But Jim Crane is, according to Nine Gale, he's looking for somebody. Actually, Rosenthal just um, actually did a podcast and he said that Jim Crane is actually wanting a bigger name. And so you have the GM who wants a spot because he see this he sees this guys in action he knows what he can do and you have the owner who wants to go out there and get a bigger name so we we know the bigger names out there you have the Ron Washingtons Walt Weiss you have all the names that Brett and I have talked about on podcast now you have David Ross that's being added to the fray so uh, there's some new names out there so which one are we going to see as a manager of the Houston Astros if it's up to Jeff Bagwell and Jim Crane, there's still the uh, the belief out there that it's going to be Brad Osmus. But I just I feel like you got to you got to have your GM have part of the say. So if he says, "Look, I have confidence in Joe Spada. I think he's going to do this," but I can understand where Jim Crane is coming from. I mean, think about it. You're coming off almost making it to the World Series. You're you're coming off this. You, you have this dynasty. And you just don't want to like just bring in this rookie manager. But the thing is, Joe Spada has been here. He's been working under AJ Hinch. He's been working under uh, Dusty Baker. He's been the bench coach. He's been managing, helping Dusty manage. So I don't think that he's a rookie. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. This week's money line on the Texans versus the Bengals game is plus 265 for the Texans and th- minus 330 for the Bengals. So if you put $5 on the Texans and they get the win, you win $150 in bonus bets. That's right. Cheer on CJ Stroud and watch him get the victory. Hopefully he can pull one over on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. FanDuel is the place you want to join. There's no other place like it. From spreads to player props to over-unders and so much more. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and keep the NFL season rolling like C.J. Stroud and the Texans FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. So uh, let's go ahead and take a second and talk about Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is somebody that Dana Brown last, when he was hired as GM, he came out specifically said, there are several people we need to extend. I want to make Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve lifetime Astros. So we're like, oh yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get this taken care of. We saw him get... Christian Javier taken care of. Uh, we were hoping for Farmer Valdez, but there was a little bit of a disconnect there. Uh, maybe if uh, Dana Brown was there earlier, we could have had some type of extension with Kyle Tucker. But the big elephant in the room is going to be Jose Altuve. 
this is the face of your franchise. This is the guy that without him, you, you don't really have the heart of your team. And so, yes, he is 33 right now. He'll be a free agent in his 30 uh, year 34 season. Uh, so he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. Yes, he missed a lot of time this year, but I don't really think that's his fault. I think that's the fact that he got hit in the hand uh, and broke his finger with the World Baseball Classic. And then Dusty Baker uh, played it safe. Then he had some other nagging injuries throughout the season. But when the playoffs came around, guess who showed up? It was Jose Altuve, and he just he does what he does, and you need this guy on this team. And is it any type of surprise that since Jose Altuve showed up, the Astros have gone from this team that was losing all these ball games to a may, we may not be a dynasty, but we are a team that has been consistently winning, consistently getting to ALCS, and consistently um, almost every year, mostly for most times getting to the world series. And so you got to look at who, what's important. Yes. It'll be nice to get a backup catcher. Mitch Garver was not, um, they, uh, he, he's a free agent now, but is it really worth going out there and get Mitch Garver or should you go throw some money at Jose Altuve? And so he is a, he is under contract for the 2024 season. Yes. It's not a big, rush to do it but we know what it's like you can't wait till these guys reach free agency especially with scott boris involved because you scott boris doesn't really do the pre uh sign the the extensions he doesn't really like to do that he likes to wait till they hit free agency and put him out there and just say y'all fight for my guy because i think my player is the best so you need to give him the best the most amount of money but Jose Altuve, he wants to be in Houston. He loves it here. This is where he's been his whole career, and I think he wants to finish here. So I think that with uh, him, I don't think he's going to take a severe hometown discount, but he's going he's gonna to want to stay in Houston. I think he will work with the Houston Astros to make it work. So what is it going to take? He's going to be 34 next year at the end, end of the, his contract next year he's making 29 million dollars so he's going to want to be the top have the highest aav of any current second baseman right now so if you're asking yourself okay well who has the highest aav well he just won the world series that's marcus simeon he's uh he signed his deal at the age of 31 7 years 175 million dollars that's a AAV of $25 million per season. So you might say, well, didn't isn't Jose Altuve averaging $29 million per year? That's what he's getting, but he's actually, uh, because the first two years of the contract were basically buying out his arbitration, it lowered the number, and plus he's getting he had a $21 million signing bonus, so that kind of lowered it as well. So what he's probably going to be looking for is he has an AAV. He signed a seven-year deal for $163, Jose Altuve, the first time. He was 27 years old at that time. So what is it going to take to sign him for another seven years? And would Jim Crane do that for Jose Altuve? Because that would mean that he would go into his year 41 season, his age 41 season. 
So I know that Jim Crane doesn't really like signing those older players. We saw that with Yuli Gurriel. A lot of y'all would be saying, well, what about Jose Abreu? He went out and signed him. Yes, but that was a little bit different situation. Abreu was a little bit younger than Gurriel at the time. And I think that, yeah, it didn't play off, pay off really during the regular season, but we saw it in the playoffs. So I think that what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to give him more than Marcus Simeon did. So let's say seven years, make it an AAV, uh, but it's going to have to be more than what he's currently making right now, right? So you may have to do some type of signing bonus or something because I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, I'm taking a pay cut because he's getting paid $29 million. So he's a, he doesn't want to go down to $26 million AAV. So I think that to get Jose Altuve to be a Houston Astro, maybe it's going to take somewhere between seven years, $30 million, $31 million AAV, something like that. Now, will Jim Crane do that? Will Jim Crane make that type of investment? We've seen him basically do these extensions as a way to save money. Now, will he do that? Uh, will he go ahead and go above and beyond for an aging player? Somebody that's dealt with a lot of injuries. So um, El Campo, uh, Campo says $175 million for six years, maybe. Uh, but we'll see. I don't think that Altuve is going to do four years. I think that maybe there may be some type of incentive laden thing where you have a four-year base and then you have this if you reach so many played appearances this year if you have reached so many played appearances, kind of like we have with uh, Justin Verlander. If he pitches 140 innings, he's going to have the 2025 season guaranteed. So you may see some type of contract like that. But the Astros are going to try to find some way to give him a seven-year deal. And it's going to have to, you're going to have to pay for him. This ain't going to be like, oh, um, Yuli Gurriel, would you mind just uh, taking a $1 million uh, raise or something or pay cut? I think the last year they signed him, they gave him a pay cut or something. So I think that Altuve, he deserves the money. What he can, what he's done for the Astros. And so it's just, you're going to have to go out above and beyond to get Jose Altuve. If you don't, it would be the biggest mistake in Astros history. Because can you imagine going to a visiting team now leading off for your New York Yankees, Jose Altuve, that would crush our souls. So you've got to, you got to get it done. I mean, uh, yeah, I just that just makes me want to cry right there. And you know what does not make me want to cry? Y'all guys. So guys, thank you for making us your daily listen. Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go ahead and become an everyday or somebody that listens to our podcast every day. And um, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And uh, we've got all off-season to discuss this. But I think that what we may see, I don't think we're going to see Dana Brown come up with agreement in uh, November with Jose Altuve. I don't think we're going to see anything maybe in December, January, February. But 
if spring training ends and there's no deal with Jose Altuve, I'm going to be worried. As much as Jose Altuve wants to stay in Houston, it would be an epic failure if you do not resign him. So go ahead and put in what you what uh, contracts y'all want to put. I'll go ahead and put them on the screen as I move on. Uh, Black Mantis says that I will do seven years, uh, two hundred thirty million. Altuve six years for one hundred sixty million. So and powered by plant says there's no Astros without Altuve. Yeah, I mean, who is the most hated Astro of all time? Jose Altuve. And I think it's because of the whole cheating scandal, uh, even though he didn't really participate of it. He knew about it. He didn't really do anything to stop it. But he really got mad about it when people uh, used the, the scheme during his at-bats. But I think people hate him, too, because he's so darn good. During the playoffs, he just has this extra gear, and he just comes up and crushes your team. You need somebody like that as a leader on your team. Yeah. He's not always going to have a great day, but <laughs> uh, Eddie says that part of the uh, deals should say no dub, uh, world baseball classic. Um, Dana can get it done. Okay. Uh, yeah. So 29 million per year. You got to give him some type of raise. I mean, I know his AAV is technically 23 million per year, but he that's that's with the early uh, arbitration years. You got to give him a race. He he's too valuable. So it's got to be 30, 31 or 32 million per year. So he's easily going to uh, beat uh, Marcus Simeon. But at the very least, he's got to be the top AAV second baseman in baseball right now. And Marcus Simeon signed that seven year deal, 175 million. At the age of 31, when Altuve signs it, he's going to be 34. So hopefully we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Kyle Tucker. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he sucked in the playoffs. Yes. But remember how good he did during a regular season. We can't just remember what he did for us lately. Yes. Hopefully he does better next year in the playoffs, but you can't just always remember what happened most recently. And unfortunately, the Astros didn't have a, um, a long-term memory with the Noli Paredes because this guy really helped us during the 2021, uh, sorry, 2020 season. He was one of those guys that came in and just really helped the Astros when they had a lot of pitching issues. But since then, he struggled with command. And the Astros needed some roster space. You had a lot of players being activated off the 60-day IL including Lance McCullers and a whole bunch of other players. So you had to put them back onto the 40-man roster. So unfortunately, Anoli Predis was one of those players that was outrighted to uh, AAA Sugarland. But he elected to be a free agent. So now he's going to take his uh, blazing fastball somewhere else. So um, I think that this is going to be a good situation for him. I think he need, sometimes you just need a change of scenery maybe a new coach, a new system, something to get him going again. But this guy with the Houston Astros, he did great uh, for that one season, but it just seemed like 
everything after that just didn't happen. So uh, he was, he has a 3.90 ERA with 37 career MLB games with Houston Astros. So when, during his time, he was good with Houston Astros, but he just couldn't make his way back in what three seasons. So unfortunately, when you lose that command, you just can't get back up here. Brian Abreu almost lost, did that. He almost lost that his career in baseball, but he figured it out. And Noli Paredes did not. Unfortunately for him, he's now a free agent and he can uh, go on to another team. So uh, also hitting the market is JJ Majevic. He declared minor league free agency today. So uh, he was a um, 2017 draft pick. Uh, so also Joe record. I know this is uh, Brett's uh, somebody that Brett was really following a lot throughout the minor league system. Uh, he was a, uh, the Astros selected him in the 2020 rule five draft and invited him to major league spring training in 2023. So he, he uh, fought diabetes diagnosis this summer and uh, he had one of his best seasons but the Astros, um, he was a free agent, so he decided to, um, because he hasn't made it up there yet, then he decided to be a free agent. So basically, we complain about our pitchers, guys. But this staff, this pitching staff, this starting rotation is one of the hardest to crack. We see like pitchers like Anoli Paredes on most teams, they would probably be on the major league roster. But it's just the Astros are so good. And so... I just think that it's it's going to be a situation. Bregman, I know y'all are talking about Bregman. Um, Bregman is going to be an interesting case. We'll have to talk about that. I think Bregman is the more likely to leave out of Altuve and him. I th- but we do know that Bregman does have the um, Houston-based company, the Bregman Bombs, uh, but that's something that can, can travel with him or he can keep it in here. But he also has a lot of ties in this community. But uh, I don't think that that's going to necessarily tie him down. So I think he's going to be looking for the most money. And at the same time, I don't know if the Astros can can sign everybody. So they're going to have to make some interesting decisions because you not, not only have him, you have Kyle Tucker coming up. You have Jose Arquiti coming up. You have Frommer Valdez coming up. You have a lot of players that are coming up for extensions or you can lose them. So the Astros window to win is right now. So you got to continue your winning ways. That way you don't lose this opportunity. Jose Altuve is a must. A must. You got to do it. No excuses, Dana Brown. You came in and you said you want to make him a lifetime Astro. Do that. We don't care. We we do care. We don't care who the manager is. We do. But uh, we don't. We need Jose Altuve in this lineup. Because it doesn't matter who the manager is if you don't have Jose Altuve on this team. And so you've got to have him for until he's 41. I think he'll do a lot better than Albert Pujols in his old age. But that maybe that's just me being biased. But I just think that that's a good idea. So uh, I know that there's a Korean player that uh, Brett wants to talk about. Uh, I'll go ahead and save that for tomorrow's show. Uh, but Nightingale does write that the Astros privately say their focus is squarely on Altuve. They feel like they can sign him. Um, so their Bregman is, he's getting paid uh, 26 million. I'm sorry. Um, 
So Bregman is getting paid about 30 million for this season and Altuve is getting 29 million or so. Uh, so they're a big portion of your, uh, your payroll. So are you going to be able to keep both those guys? And if you keep both those guys, are you going to be able to keep the other guys? So at some point you're going to have to make those hard decisions. I think they made the right choice with Alvarez. They got him for a sweet deal. Sweet deal. We're going to look back at that Jordan Alvarez extension and be like, wow, how did they get that done? But they did. And so congratulations to that. So uh, don't forget that Ryan Presley is also due to hit the um, the open market after 2024. So if the Astros can't afford him, they're going to have to uh, find a new closer. I know uh, Brian Abreu could be that. So maybe start transitioning at some point during the season to see what happens. But so much to t- discuss this offseason, guys. And I'm glad to be here with you. Brett's glad to be here with you. And a lot to t- discuss during the season. And so make sure you make us your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. And tell us. Uh, go ahead and uh, send us a post or a message or what i don't even i used to say tweets what do you call it a post or a message or whatever on uh, x and just say who do you want to be the astros next manager and uh, we'll go ahead and discuss what we hear the most on tomorrow's podcast but a lot of people say joe espada the gm says joe espada so do you go with the one that i was kind of what's great know who he's asking his buddy jeff bagwell because that's what he does he's been doing that for the past two seasons so that's all we got for this edition of locked on astros podcast we'll be back tomorrow and ghost trips